So if you've listened to any part of this episode so far, my biggest piece of advice again is network, 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 get involved in a, in this digital age, it can be more difficult to network. And I strongly suggest doing it in person, getting comfortable, joining your local chamber of commerce, joining a BNI group. Um, I've been working with um, some speaking story coaches uh, through our NBC uh, program. And one piece of advice that the coaches gave me that I found so helpful and great that I've, you know, I've been looking into and taking some classes here and there is improv, taking improv classes, because it helps you learn to think on your feet and to, you know, be able to talk through any conversations. But if you are totally new to networking in general, and I know it sounds like the most standard advice, uh, but network. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, Ashley Klein. And uh, Ashley, as an introduction, uh, is uh, started working for a, a tech company right out of high, high school, worked on commission only, um, and then the company let her uh, come in late at night and also learn to code. Um, took her about uh, nine, uh, nine months to close her first uh, sale. Um, then uh, at about uh, a year and a half into it, moved to California to open a new office, and she went to the new office and only had $100 in her pocket, which is... Uh, not a whole lot anywhere, but especially California. <laughs> um, and then uh, they did pay for her to join various groups of commerce. And uh, was, she was always uh, doing breakfast, lunches, and dinners at networking events and uh, for meals each day and eventually went out on her own. Um, and then she did rejoin the, the original company for a period of time after going out on her own um, and then did a few different uh, things or, or different businesses as well. Um, and still is doing them today. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Ashley. Thank you, Devin. Excited to be here. That was a great full recap of my life. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I have the uncanny, uncanny ability to take everybody's life and get to the 30 seconds. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> in lieu of that, um, you know, they're unpacking it just a bit. Why don't you uh, take us uh, a bit back in time to uh, where you, or where your journey started out in high school is uh, coming out of high school and deciding to work for a tech company on commission. Yeah, sure. So in high school, I was involved in a marketing club called DECA. So I always knew that I wanted to do marketing in some form. And uh, right out of high school, started working for my dad's local business. Uh, he had a roofing company and I told him I'd help him with his marketing because all he knew was the yellow pages. So <laughs> needed to bring him up to date a little bit and told him that I'm going to get a website built for him. Found mm -hmm. a company and decided I was going to go work for that company. <laughs> so uh, and that was the tech company that you mentioned that I started working with right out of high school. And so um, they didn't have any positions op open for me. I didn't have any skill. Uh, as I mentioned, I was right out of high school, so still in college, learning to do marketing, 
but they said that I could do sales. And if I do sales on a commission basis, um, I could come in once a week to the office and they'll teach me to code. So to me, that sounded perfect and had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, so went into sales, took me nine months to close my first job and um, make my first paycheck. But it was quite the learning experience for sure. Um, just getting started in sales, which I think is so beneficial for any kind of marketing career. No, I definitely agree. So, so now you went in there and you said, okay, I'd like to, was the intent that you wanted to get into sales or sales was the avenue that you could then start to get experience for doing the program? You kind of have, which order did that come in? Yeah. Sales was my avenue to get the foot in the door to learn how to do marketing related tasks. So took what I could get. Okay. Sounds like yeah. you get sales. So you got some experience and you started to close sales. Now, while you were with that company, did you only close one sale? Did you close multiple sales? Or kind of how did it go as you were gaining multiple skills and also starting to, to close sales? Sure. I mean, it, it took me a while to really get my bearings and learn sales and learn how to meet businesses. And um, I definitely got more than one sale over the years. So it worked out well enough that... Yes, I. they did offer me the opportunity to come join them in California as they start a new office. Um, but again, still on commission only. And at that time, I had only closed that one job, um, but had had the grit to stick it out. No, makes uh, makes perfect sense. So so now you were working there now, just out of curiosity, to, to close the loop a little bit. So you started out that job to get programming skills. And I think you said it was to help your dad with his company and that. Did you ever build the website or otherwise do that work? Or by the time you got the skills, was that already gone or how did that work out? Oh, yeah. So I started out learning um, some basic web design skills. And at that time, we didn't have what's available to us today. At that time, we were building websites on a tool called Joomla um, before, you know, WordPress was a big thing. And I'd say the first thing that I started doing in my career that really fueled my passion or where I am now was search engine optimization. Uh, to me, that felt like a video game, just, you know, making these little tweaks here and there on someone's website. And then two weeks later, seeing them number one in the search engines. And so that was the first thing that I really learned to do um, while also learning, you know, basic HTML and Photoshop. And um, that was really kind of the springboard um, for getting into marketing and, you know, everyone kind of got to know me as someone that understood that that digital marketing world. So businesses started coming to me as soon as uh, people started marketing themselves on Facebook and Twitter. So I was kind of right there, right when Facebook opened up outside of, you know, just college students. And um, I kind of took that avenue and left web design for a while and, you know, went all in on social media. Uh, for for quite some time well, that's awesome so yeah now you do you do social media you do websites you're doing seo and now how did that i think when you mentioned that the company was opening up a new office in california and you had a hundred dollars in your pocket and just took off or how did that work or how did that or how did you how did you survive in california with a hundred dollars in your pocket oh yeah well uh <laughs> Definitely. I, one of the things that you mentioned in my opening story, which uh, I'll, I'll come back to again, because I think it's so important, is network, network, network. Uh, 
So for those first few years that I was in business, it was, you know, essentially I was sales. So it was my full-time job of networking. I joined any group that I could. I joined local chamber of commerces. So as soon as I moved um, to California, I joined a couple local cities, chamber of commerce. I joined some local um, networking groups. Uh, one that I was involved in for a really long time was called BNI, which I think is still around today. People are probably familiar with that one. I joined local charities, anywhere I could get involved and meet other business owners uh, is what I did. And uh, that's what I used to survive when I first moved to California, because all of these uh, uh, chambers of commerce and networking groups, they meet around food. So there was always a breakfast meeting. There was always a lunch meeting and always a dinner meeting. Almost every day I could find somewhere to go to a networking event where food was there. And that's, you know, how I grew my business. That's how I fed myself. Uh, yeah. No, that's awesome. And I, I think it's a, a good opportunity. I think that, you know, oftentimes, first of all, a lot of people don't like networking because it's uncomfortable or because, you know, you have to, you don't like doing it or can't figure it out. But I think it's definitely sounds like it presented a good opportunity to both, you know, one, get a meal, but also two, um, to be able to grow your network. And so now, I, if I remember when we chatted, you, you for a period of time, you went on your own and then you came back to the original company and I went on your own again. So, I think if I have that right, kind of tell us how that went or, or kind of, or what, or how going out on your own back and forth a little bit there, how you got there, how you did that. Yeah. So uh, obviously I moved out here to get started in um, web design and this was about a year and a half after working with them. Um, and then, as I mentioned, Facebook, Twitter marketing started to become a thing. And so many people started approaching me to help them. And I, you know, took that opportunity to um, leave the company I was with at the time, go support these businesses, build my own consulting, uh, did that for over a decade, and then um, still do that today, still have, you know, clients that I consult with on ongoing basis for their digital marketing. Um, but of course, these people that I moved to California with became my family, essentially, and um, have always remained close and, you know, the right opportunity at the right time with, you know, how their company morphed over that decade and where I was at in my career, um, we were able to come back together and, uh, you know, work on that business, which is called Ticket Socket, a white label ticketing platform. Mm -hmm. And then um, we've also created another business that's called Ice Cream Social, um, which, you know, was birthed from Ticket Socket as a, a feature in Ticket Socket, but really fused my love for marketing. And that is essentially a, a social referral widget that you could bolt onto any website or checkout flow. No, that sounds like some, some good businesses. Now, maybe just to fill in the, the gaps or to fill in a bit with a bit more detail. So rewinding just a little bit, so you were at the company in California, you networked, you grew it, you uh, expanded things, you also got some, uh, you know, free meals. Now, as you're doing that, did you decide just to jump out on your own entirely at that point? And just, you had some great ideas and you're going to do it, or was that more of a side hustle or kind of help me fill in that, that, or that, uh, that portion? Yeah, it was an all in. I am, I mean, obviously I was 19. 18, 20 years old when I moved to California with $100 in my pocket, pretty risky move. So deciding to go out and start my own consulting company, uh, I went all in, no side hustle beforehand. Um, and I, that's just 
some people can can do that some I suggest building it out first but I'm more of back against the wall and uh, figure things out along the way as I go that's great that uh, sounds like it was uh, it worked out well so now you went out on your own and and I know you mentioned it but I probably missed it just a bit what was that kind of what was that initial inspiration or I guess two questions first of all what what motivated you or made you decide to go out on your own and then kind of how what did you get started with or how did you, you get the things going yeah so I would say it, it did come from validation of a need in the market uh, you know I had been going to all these networking events everyone kind of knew me as this like web diva and you know everyone was older than me in these chambers of commerce business networking I was very young and so as soon as Facebook opened up to businesses people started asking me hey how do you do this I heard about this how do I set up a page and my business when I look back down, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I made a business out of that. But at the time, there was a need. And I sold these packages where essentially I would create someone's Facebook page, design their profile picture and their their header graphic on their Facebooks. And I would sell this little kind of social media design kit. And at the time, it was a booming business. Now it's it's so much more simple for everyone to figure out. No, and that uh, makes sense. Sounds like it was a good business. Now, as you're getting that up and going, did it go well? You brought on a lot of clients. It was slow growth. It went through bankruptcy. It took off to the moon. Or kind of how did it go as, as, you're, as you made that leap and just said, hey, I'm all in? Yeah, so um, it, it went great always. And it, it morphed. So it wasn't, um, you know, once people knew, I, I knew how to upload pictures to Facebook or how to create a Facebook page. Um, they would come to me with other questions. Hey, what kind of content do I post? Um, I don't know how to publish this. And through kind of all my networking, I was actually introduced to a couple key people in my career. And these people worked um, within agencies. And so I learned very quickly. Uh, I was getting pretty tired of networking 24 seven because I wanted to just sit down and work on what I wanted to do. Uh, and I was spending easily 70% of my time just doing sales. And so I had this opportunity where I met some agencies, public relation agencies. And, um, you know, 10 years ago, social media aligned more with public relation agencies. So PR firms would offer social media as a service. Um, now social media agencies can stand alone. Um, so at that time when PR was still very new, these PR agencies essentially hired me to come on and build out all this social media marketing strategies for their big clients. And a lot of it was just figuring it out as I go because there was nothing started yet. And so I found that to be one of the greatest things that I did in my career, aligning myself with the right channel partners who could bring me the business so I could stay focused on what I was doing. Um, because as an entrepreneur, um, I loved what I knew and what I was doing. Um, and I didn't realize yet at a young age that being an entrepreneur is more than just doing those things that you love to do. That's actually a tiny piece of the business. There's still like a business that needs to be run and you still need to find clients and um, aligning myself with these agencies who 
did all the sales for me, found the clients, clients that had great budgets. So I never had to keep negotiating my price, um, just worked out really well for me and just created kind of an endless, um, an endless business flow for me, essentially. No, that's awesome. So sounds like, you know, you went out or struck out on your own and uh, you or built it up or, can, or probably continue to network, make connections and leverage a lot of those connections. So now is, uh, you know, and one of the other things I think you mentioned is that you, for a period of time, you went back to work for the original company or did you con or consult with them or kind of how did that play into the mix? Yeah. So over that course of time, while I had uh, my own consulting firm, I did consult with them here and there on projects for sure. Um, and then it was, I'd say about five years ago where we really, our paths just realigned again very well and thought, you know what, I'm going to carve out a large piece of my time to really get back into this business again. And it just kind of worked really perfectly because I found a niche that I love with them, you know, doing um, ticketing, I was able to really focus in on businesses and build event marketing strategies and um, really create a niche for myself where um, before I was just kind of working in all kinds of different industries from, you know, small businesses to fortune 100 companies, um, and really, really wanted something I could sink my teeth into. Makes perfect sense. So, so we'll now catch us up a bit to where you're at today and maybe where you're headed, you know, so you've gone through this, started your own business, consulted back to the original business, continued to grow and networked and all those fun things. So kind of where's things at today and how's the business going and uh, where do you think things are headed? Sure. So I like to think of myself as kind of identifying as a preneur and that kind of has three pieces, three little buckets to it. You've got your, um, your entrepreneur. So that's just, you know, really building up a business and, and growing it and watching it scale. And I have my intrapreneur. So that's coming back to ticket socket and really working within a company and creating something that's my own, you know, kind of really forging my own path and creating a department that, you know, didn't exist before I came back to the company. Um, and then that solopreneur, because I still love that one-on-one -on -one consulting. Um, and so I like to have all three going at one time because I just can't decide. And I'm not, I don't like to say no to opportunity um, if the opportunity is there. And they all just really seamlessly align for me. Um, so I love where I'm at right now in my career and continue to plan on, you know, really helping grow Ticket Socket and their business. Um, and then, of course, Ice Cream Social is very much a startup, uh, mm. very exciting. But we got a uh, we got an investment from NBC um, who came in and put us through this kind of accelerator program. And that's been really neat um, working with their sports tech team at NBC, where they essentially align us, Ice Cream Social, with all of their partners like um, WWE and NASCAR and Golf Now, Fandango, all those companies within that NBC kind of umbrella that they work with and, you know, allow us the opportunity to meet with these C-level executives at these companies one-on-one -on -one and um, do um, uh, what they call a POC, just a proof of concept with these businesses. So getting all of these businesses to try our product and give us feedback has been really valuable, um, not only just improving our product, but also 
just, again, that networking and meeting people because everyone knows someone in a different department or a different company who, you know, can refer us out. No, that's awesome. Sounds like it's going well. A lot of uh, fun or exciting projects and things you get to work on and uh, some uh, some great businesses. So definitely look forward to seeing how the journey continues on and how it continues to evolve. So with that, as we uh, start to wrap up the uh, episode, um, you know, um, I always like to wrap up the, each episode with two questions. So we'll jump to those now. Um, the first question I always like to ask is, Along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? What did you learn from it? Okay. Ooh, I've got a few, honestly. Pick <laughs> uh, your I favorite. Say, I know. Uh, I would say. Or your least favorite, I guess, for that or for that matter. But go ahead. Yeah, I would say the number one kind of biggest biggest business mistake I've made is not getting started sooner. And uh, that kind of, I guess, ties into the second one that I had in mind of like not following through on certain projects, just thinking, uh, this isn't going to go somewhere. And just having that follow through and getting started as soon as like you have an idea come to mind, you know, how can you prove out this idea? How can you get immediate feedback and see if it's worthwhile and just get started? Um, I'm just now really moving forward with projects that I, look back at my notes and I have been working on this stuff for years and uh, as I got started on them you know one or two years ago to see where it is today I'm like wow what if I just got started sooner what if I just took that chance what if I just carved out the time so uh, kind of a big all-encompassing business mistake but I'd say as an entrepreneur uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that of just, you know, being busy and juggling or having self-doubt in certain things. No, and I think that uh, certainly makes sense. And as interesting as it is, you know, we get a lot of different answers as the biggest mistake. So that's probably the most common one that I think people tend to hit into is just, hey, I wish I'd get started earlier. I wish I'd made the dive or make take the jump. And Sometimes it's because, hey, I found out I don't like being an entrepreneur and I went back to my job and I was much more happy and satisfied. And other times you find out, hey, I love this and this is what I want to do and this is where I want to, you know, position the rest of my career. And then you're saying, oh, if I'd only done this earlier, I'd be so far ahead and I'd uh, be, or I'd have been so much happier. So definitely a, an easy mistake yeah. to make. And it's pretty common, but also a great one to learn from. Yeah. Second question I always ask now is, now if you're talking to someone that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Sure. So if you've listened to any part of this episode so far, my biggest piece of advice, again, is network, network, network. Get involved. And in this digital age, it can be more difficult to network. And I strongly suggest doing it in person, getting comfortable joining your local chamber of commerce, joining a BNI group. Um, I've been working with um, some speaking story coaches uh, through our NBC uh, program. And one piece of advice that the coaches gave me that I found so helpful and great that I've, you know, um, been looking into and taking some classes here and there is improv, taking improv classes, because it helps you learn to think on your feet and to, you know, be able to talk through any conversations. But if you are totally new to networking in general, and I know it sounds like the most standard advice, uh, but network. And if you're new to networking, I have a tip for you. It is 
if you're at an event, what I want you to do is stand at the front entrance, stand at the door. And as everyone's coming in, they're going to look at you. And I, first off, I want you to know everyone walking in also feels just uncomfortable as you. It's just, it's uncomfortable to talk about yourself, your business network. Um, everyone knows you're there to try and find more business. Everyone's feeling the way you are, but stand at the front door. And as everyone comes in, they're going to look at you and they're going to shake your hand and introduce themselves because they think you're part of the event. They think you're working and they're going to remember you and mm -hmm. that's going to break the ice. And then one hour into that event, when, you know, people aren't congregating at the front door, they're going to see you across the room and people are going to just be magnetized to you because you were the first person they met when they walked in, when they felt uncomfortable and you were there to greet them with a warm smile. And um, that kind of takes the uncomfortableness out of it because you're not kind of looking around the room like, who should I talk to? What do I say? How do I insert myself into this little pod of conversations happening? People will seek you out um, and then get everyone's, you know, cards, contact information and just follow up. I always would schedule um, little coffee dates with people. Now you can do 10, 15 minute Zoom calls, um, just something and follow up with these people once or twice a year, even if you never talk to them. Um, it will go such a long way. And after doing that for one to two years, uh, you'll be surprised as to how quickly the referrals come in or how quickly people think of you uh, when they need your services. No, I think that that's a lot of great tips. I think networking is, it's always evolving. And you have, I, my, my, always teach, or my piece of advice I always give is that, you know, find the way that you feel comfortable networking. Sometimes it's a big event, sometimes it's a small event, sometimes it's, uh, you know, doing it digitally, sometimes it's doing it in person. I don't know that there's, you know, sometimes maybe more effective, but really probably the most effective is the one that you feel comfortable with and you're able to get out and otherwise um, make those connections and, and make those uh, relationships. And then I like the idea that, you know, standing at the front of the door, even if they think you might be part of it, it's a great way to make that initial introduction and connection because um, it's definitely one that uh, it'll, it will make it much easier to talk to them later on. So, you know, some uh, great piece of advice. So. With that, as we uh, wrap up the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Sure. So you could visit my site, AshleyNKlein.com, um, and you can find all my different ventures there or go straight to TicketSocket.com or IcecreamSocial.io. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect, uh, make a, a new connection, and if nothing else, a new best friend. So <laughs> with that, thank you again, Ashley, for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners if, if, that are out there, if you have your own journey to share and you'd like to be guests on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners. Make sure to click share, subscribe, and leave us a review so we can make sure to share all these awesome journeys with even more startups and entrepreneurs and others that are out there to help them along their journeys. And on that note, if you ever need help along your journey with patents or trademarks or anything else with your startup or your small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Ashley, for coming on the podcast and wish thank the next you, Devin. Of your journey. Yep, absolutely. Appreciate and wish the next it. of your journey even better than the last.